that acrostic is simply life. L means longing. The first week we talked about, the first week in January, we talked about how loneliness is an epidemic among people. How even in England, they have a minister of loneliness. So loneliness is a problem. And so L doesn't stand for loneliness. It stands for longing. We all have a longing for relationship. And we all have a longing to be connected. And that longing is not fulfilled by Facebook and Snapchat and all those things. It is fulfilled with deep relationship. And it is ultimately completed with God the Father, relationship with him through Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit working all that. So they were in community before creation, Father, Son, and Spirit, relational, and now we're called to be in community as well. So L is longing. We all have a longing to fulfill. I is inspiration. We talked about that, about being inspired by the Word and the Holy Spirit. We're called to be inspired by the word of God. So here at Oasis, we say that we're biblically anchored. We're biblically anchored. The word of God is or anchors us. Jesus is ultimately the anchor, but the word, we rest on the word of God. We're not gonna deviate from it. We're not gonna apologize for it. Now, bad, bad uh, exegesis of it, we will, but, but not the regular stuff. We're gonna hold on to that. And the power of the spirit, the, the uh, being inspired by the spirit of God. We cannot do this walk alone. And Jesus said, I have sent you the comforter. And so we are inspired, and we have inspiration through the word and the spirit. And because of snow day, we're combining the last two for today, and that's really simply uh, just fellowship and equipped to serve. So uh, F for fellowship and E for equipped to serve. So that means we have fellowship that moves us to go out. So all those things sort of line up. L stands for? Hey, hey, very good. I was worried. I thought I was going to get crickets for a second. L's longing. I? Inspiration from where? The word word and spirit. True. Uh, F equals? Excellent. And E? I feel like doing that red ball thing that some of you young, you know, it's like equipped to serve, you know, but you young people are going, what is he talking about? But that's all right. A few of us remember. So life groups really have a a chance for us to step out of our comfort zone and press in to one another. Now, in that, I want to sort of give you a warning and idea. When I was a youth pastor... When I'd have other youth groups that would want me to come speak. And so I, I'd go away to different places and speak. And the funny thing about that is that when you go and speak, they have no idea who you really are. You can just sort of wow them with something that, you know, everyone else in your group's going, well, that was just old and cold. But, you know, they're just like, wow, you're like the best ever. Because you're new and they haven't got to know you yet. You can laugh. Uh, so what am I saying? Uh, it is the easiest thing, in my opinion, to be an itinerant pastor or evangelist to go from town to state to state because people don't really get to know who you are. 
So you can go away, fake it till you make it for a week. People think you walk on water just about, but they don't get a chance to get to know you deep down. So in the Christian world, that can happen on Sunday mornings. You show up, hi, bye, no one really gets to know you and your longing's not fulfilled. You're, you, you know, you're inspired by the Lone Ranger mentality of being on your own. You're, you're empty because God said you're not meant to be alone and you don't have fellowship and you're not being equipped and what you do is just a work of the law. It's just doing its duty and not delight. We discussed that before. So in our heart, let us be a people that are fulfilled, our longings are fulfilled by God and others. Our longings are fulfilled. We're inspired together by the word of God. We're inspired together by the spirit. We have inspiration from those things. Our fellowship is not Lone Ranger or just the chosen few, but it is with a family of believers that love you despite you. Now, let me just say, many of you are far more likable than I am. Far more likable. But I have been blessed that I have found a group of people that despite my flaws, my wife is one included, and my kids, they still love me. And they know me inside and out. And the elders, I believe, know me inside and out. And so we are called to, to be there, to have fellowship, so that we're equipped to serve. And that equipped, it just means we go and we go joyfully. And we're going to talk about that today. So Acts 2, verse 29. If you just have your Bibles, it's not going to be up front. You're going to have to turn those pages, or I believe this is also on the Bible app. But if it's not, you're going to have to go old school. Acts 2, Verse 29, and we're going to read through the end of the chapter, so just follow along with me. Brothers, I may say to you with confidence about the patriarch David that he both died and was buried, and his tomb is with us to this day. Being therefore a prophet and knowing that God had sworn with an oath to him that he would set one of his descendants to the throne... He foresaw and spoke about the resurrection of the Christ, that he was not abandoned to Hades, nor did his flesh see corruption. This Jesus God raised up, and of that we are all witnesses, being therefore highly exalted at the right hand of God and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he has poured out this that you yourselves are seeing and hearing. They were experiencing this together. For David did not ascend into the heavens, but he himself said, The Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool. Let all the house of Israel therefore know for certain that God has made him, both Lord and Christ, this Jesus, whom you crucified. And when they had heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, brothers, what shall we do? Peter said to them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. 
for the promises for you and for your children and for all who are far off, everyone whom the Lord our God calls to himself. And with many other words, he bore witness and continued to exhort them, saying, Save yourselves from this crooked generation. So those who received his word were baptized, and they were added that day about 3,000 souls. Verse 42, and they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And awe came upon every soul. And many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings, distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, they were attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes. They received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. This is the word of the Lord. So we see, we focus on this verse 42, and it says, and they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, the breaking of bread. That even more so just means communion together, their real relationship in communion, and prayers. So they prayed together. They had relationship together. They knew each other. They got down and they were like, God is bigger. And so we're just going to go and we're going to seek after him. But this verse gets held out. But I want you to just sort of go to the next verse up here. Part A. And all came upon a few of the people in church. And all came to the pastor because he is the high and worthy wizard of Oz who knows all and sees all. You know I'm being sarcastic. Uh, No. And all came upon every soul. Everyone had all of what God was doing. So today I want to bring a couple people up to just share a a short testimony about how being faithful to do what God has said to do can produce fruit and joy. Rob, are you going to come up here, brother? You got someone else too, right? Rob and Ron? That was a Tim. I'm sorry, Rob. This is a... See, that's all right. We're, we're well organized. <laughs> but this is what it looks like when you pray about going out and talking to people on the street. You can try to make a plan. You can try to have all your little things you want to say. But then God has his own plan. And we just, I just want to share my piece real quickly. A couple of weeks ago, we went out on a Saturday afternoon. It was really cold. I was not walking by faith because I honestly was, would be, I, I didn't think we would see many people. Turns out the two groups we were with prayed for, I think, 12 to 13 different situations. Probably more than that. Okay. We prayed for a lot of people, folks. Now, a lot of these people, I'm going to tell you, how many of you ever heard of Pokemon? 
Okay. See, I'm like the rest of y'all got your hands down. A lot of these folks were walking around playing this game, this social game called Pokemon. I know nothing of Pokemon. I'm not a Pokemon guy. But I will tell you, I love Pokemon people now. I've been exposed to them. And I say that because it's out of my comfort zone. I don't mind standing up talking to you, but the last thing I want to do is go up to somebody who I don't know and try to start a conversation about Jesus. I want to encourage you. It is so much joy. Those people, they're just like us. We're all people. We prayed for healings. We prayed for children. We prayed for restored faith. We prayed for some to come back to the church who have been hurt. All within like 30 seconds of meeting these people. So I just want to encourage you, when we go out again, just come with us. God will bless you just for showing up. It's just a really fun thing to do. Yeah, I just want to share with, did I have some doubt on the weather? And I shared with Rob that, um, who's going to be out? It's cold. Well, I prayed all week. And God's faithful. People, everybody that we came in contact with, they were open. We met a pastor. We talked from Royal Oak. We prayed with him. That was phenomenal. We met youth that were Pokemon, and they stood on a wall. We prayed with each one, and we asked them what it takes to we asked them what it would take to go to heaven. Do you think you're going to heaven? And they all answered the wrong answers. Of course, my brother Tim, I'll share. But um, guys, it, when, you, when, you get, when you're done, oh, and another thing, I was going to wear long johns that day and dress real warm. I didn't. I did. <laughs> I work outside for a living. I work outside for a living, but I wasn't cold. I didn't have two pairs of socks on or nothing. God is faithful. It was just, guys, it started snowing when we were coming back. So it's God. God will use, if he, I'm nervous, as you know, talking in front of all you guys, for me to witness and give God the glory, he gets all the glory to thanks. This, this kind of all stemmed from when we went through the evangelism 3-2-1 class and we taught, you know, you know, as far as outreach goes, we go out and we just pray with people. And it was, it was like Rob said, we were like, the whole week was just crazy because we divided it into two groups. There's going to be the Pokemon group, then there was us, and the Pokemon group wasn't able to go out and our stuff didn't work out. So we just showed up and it's like, okay, well, let's go out and we'll just, just pray with whoever the Lord leads us to. And as we're walking in the downtown area, it was one Pokemon person after another Pokemon. And, and we were not the Pokemon group. We were like totally clueless. So, but it was actually a great um, introduction. We were like, and here's how you knew you had a Pokemon person. They were holding their cell phone and looking around. And it's like, hey, what are you doing? And uh, by the time we got to the, the second and third one, we're like, I bet you're playing Pokemon. They're like, yeah. You know, <laughs> talking about shiny things and this and that. And it's like, that's, that's awesome. Can we, <laughs> it's like, can we pray for you? No, we didn't, we didn't approach it like that. It was more like, hey, we're just out praying for our community. Is there anything we can be praying for you for? And uh, yeah, can we find a shiny thing and this and that? Is there anything else we can be praying for you for? It's something more important like your 
eternal soul or something like that. But anyway, so we were talking to the people, and then it just led naturally. You know, we built this relationship, and one of the things I teach people is the transition. How do you go from praying for somebody, and I just say, hey, can I ask you a, a personal question? Sure. Do you know for sure you're going to heaven? And then you get a variety of answers. But it just opened up this incredible opportunity to share with them about what Jesus did on the cross. And, and we, had, we had a group thing with teenagers. There were four of them. We're doing group you know, counseling and speaking with them and all this. But we had a great time. But the Lord's favor was all over it. And all, both groups that were out, I mean, people were receptive and thankful and it was just allowing God to do what he does and just being available. And so like Rob said, when we go out next time, we just say, you don't have to have gone through the training. All you have to do is be available. You can come with us. You don't have to say a word. You can just sit there and watch what God does. And when you're done, you're like, wow, that was amazing. Yeah, we, we basically have two, a, a twofold strategy. And the whole purpose is to reach Easton with the gospel. And so first part of that is we're just going house to house, praying for the house. We're not knocking on doors. We're just praying for the, the house. We leave a little piece of literature that says, hey, we just prayed for you and, and so forth. It leads back to Oasis. The other is as we're going if, we, if the Lord uh, allows us to run into somebody, say they're out in the front yard. We just, hey, we're out praying. Is there anything we can be praying for you for? And just allow the Lord to go from there, you know? The other is, you know, as we're walking downtown, there's more people down there. And, and there's some of us that like to just go into where there's people and others are not. I just do the prayer thing. We'll pray for the house. Nobody's there. It's not scary or anything. But so it's twofold. One is to pray for the, every residence in Easton. The other is to plant the seed, leaving the, the information. And the other is when God allows us to talk to somebody, we pray with them, we engage in conversation about Jesus, and we just watch God do amazing things in that. So that's what it looks like. And so we go out, and actually teams of three. And the goal is hopefully, like, we, didn't, we don't have a female, but it's usually have a female because if we're coming... To a female, we want the female to make that approach instead of, you know, a burly guy with a beard or something like that. You know, uh, that can be intimidating. So we go out in a team, and one just kind of leads it. The other two are praying, and we just, you watch God, and if God gives you something to say and interact and all that. I mean, it's an amazing conversation. So that's what you're invited to. Uh, next evangelism, uh, three, two, one classes in April. And so I encourage you to sign up for that so you can learn, hey, how can I have that conversation and, and get, in, get plugged into this? Amen? Amen. Amen. There'll be a Pokemon Anonymous support group forming. Uh, <laughs> raise your hand. No. <laughs> so in all, I saw those... Folks, come back in awe of what God had done. They were amazed at by what God had done. When you step out of your comfort zone, I believe that can happen. Now, 
Briefly, I want to share with you some words from one of our greatest, it's sort of, don't hear disrespectful, our greatest dead theologians from America. His name is B.B. Warfield. Because all this that we've been saying, like L, you know, it's like L plus I plus F plus C, it's like it's like an equation. Do this, do this, do this, do this. But if Jesus is not your focus, the glory of God is not your resolve, you will not have strength to finish the race. You will not always be in all. You're not always going to be up on a cloud. But if Jesus is your center and he is your example, these things can happen. So this is what B.B. Warfield said. Got a number of quotes. Christ did not cultivate self, even his divine self. He took no account of self. He was not led by his divine impulse out of the world, driven back into the recesses of his own soul to brood morbidly over his own needs until to gain his own seemed worth all sacrifice to him. Jesus was not absorbed with himself. We can certainly be absorbed with self. Next, he was led by his love for others into the world to forget himself in the needs of others, to forget his needs, your needs, with the needs of others. So going out and being like Jesus, you die to self and you absorb the needs of others instead of your own needs. To sacrifice self once for all, to forget himself in the needs, he, he was led by his love for others into the world, to forget himself in the needs of others, to sacrifice self once for all upon the altar of sympathy. Self-sacrifice brought Christ into the world, and self-sacrifice will lead us. Self-sacrifice will lead us, his followers, not away from, but into the midst of men and women. Not away from. Christianity was not meant to run away from the world. We should not be fearful of the world. We should go in and absorb their needs and see them fulfilled ultimately through Jesus Christ. Jesus was our example. Wherever men suffer, there will we be to comfort. Wherever men strive, there will we be to help. Wherever men fail, there will, be, there will be we to uplift. Wherever men succeed, there will we be to rejoice. Are you seeing the antithesis of self in this? Jesus was the antithesis of self he did not concern himself with his needs, but he went out. He did not avoid the crowds except for to spend time with the Father to recharge and re-energize in order to go out the next time. Self-sacrifice means not indifference to our times and our fellows. It means absorption into them. 
It means forgetfulness of self in others. I don't know how it's going to look. But there's got to be the way that we as Christians can speak the truth in love, whether it's in person or in social media, winsomely in order to win people over to the truth, not to what we believe is right and that we're right and they're wrong, but the ultimate truth. Selflessly do that. Selflessly. Not to win but to be caught up in the needs of others and that their darkness is so deep that I want to bring light into it. I don't want to, I could jump off on something. I'm not going to because I'd run out of time. It means not that we should live one life, but a thousand lives. This is B.B. Warfield. Binding ourselves to a thousand souls by the filaments of so loving a sympathy that their lives become ours. We're so absorbed in other people. Doesn't mean there's not self-care. I'm not just saying just be foolish and not. But I'm saying that when we get our focus off of us and onto Jesus' mission for us, the things of earth will go strangely what? Him. It means that all the experiences of men shall smite our souls and shall beat and batter these stubborn hearts of ours into fitness for their heavenly home. That's, I can preach that. We are not called here to just exist and die and go to heaven, but this is preparation for heaven. This is a work that is done by the Spirit of God that we are fulfilling the Great Commission so that we are better prepared for heaven. It's God's work for us. Only when we humbly walk this path, seeking truly in it not our own things, but those of others, we shall find the promise true that he who loses his life shall find it. And finally, only when, like Christ, and in loving obedience to his call and example, we take no account of ourselves, but freely give ourselves to others, we shall find each in his measure the saying true of himself also, wherefore also God hath highly exalted him, the path of self-sacrifice is the path to glory. Jesus was our model for that. He modeled it in fellowship with his brothers and sisters and in selflessly going out to a world and healing the lame, befriending those who were downtrodden. He went into the world around him and was led by God in that. It is our calling to be like Jesus. And all came upon every soul. What would it look like, Oasis? What would it look like to have all, every one of us? Let me tell you a prayer of the elders. A prayer we have is that every Sunday there will be testimony after testimony after testimony 
that we have difficulty scheduling testimonies because people are in awe. That we have kids in high school come and go, I got to share what happened, Eric. Can I share? Yeah, come on. Bring it. What are you going to say first? What are you going to say? But bring it. Bring it. (laughs) Write it down. That we will be lost in our selfless acts to each other and to the world and not trying to prove our right or whatever right, but our love is grounded in truth that is shown through love that the world is transformed and the kingdom comes. The kingdom is not meant to be something that is when I get to heaven someday. The kingdom comes when you and I are in awe for the Savior and following his example and not trying to do it on our own and we go out and trust him with it. Philippians 2, 5 through 8 says, Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. And being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even the death on the cross. We all have a longing. Folks, the world has a longing. If you're in Christ, you have the word of God and the spirit of God to inspire you, to give you inspiration to do it. You cannot do it on your own. The Bible gives us examples, and Jesus modeled the example of fellowship. The world is hungering for true fellowship. And frankly, sometimes, many times, they don't see it in the church. And we are called to be equipped to serve, not just doing a good Boy Scout deed, but being led by the Spirit to do things we are not comfortable with. And for you, that might be signing up for life group and exposing yourself to a group of people. Folks, in a moment, Pastor Todd's gonna come up here and we're gonna go into communion. And we're gonna ask you to take a step of faith. There are not many people that I know that don't have time to do something. They don't make time. You will make time for what is important. We have life groups on numerous days, numerous locations. They're in your insert. We're going to ask you to take a step of faith to begin the process of doing life together. This is not a one and done thing. This is something that we're going to continue to focus on as long as we're here. But it's not to do the right thing. It is to follow and be obedient to Jesus because we love him so deeply. Do you love Jesus this morning? He would say, my path is easy, but you still got to carry the cross.
my burden is light, but you still got to carry the cross. But I will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. And all the fear that you might have of being known by a person in this room that you've not been known before or exposing maybe some of your junk, that fear is Satan working out a lie in your life, a lie that needs to be eradicated. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus. Let us be together. Let us do life together well that as a church, we will be in all. Not manufactured works, not iron. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the Holy Spirit. God, I cannot change a single heart in this room. Holy Spirit, you can. So I pray that you would do a work in the lives of those who need to have their longings fulfilled. Lord, who need to have the encouragement of fellowship by the teaching of the word and the gift of the spirit and who need to be equipped to serve with delight. Lord, speak to them, I pray, in Jesus' name, amen.